0: All right, good evening, folks. Welcome to another another episode of A Pow Wow with Pops. Uh, What you hear in the background is the wonderful drumming sounds of Gainesville rain in a beautiful summer evening. Uh, The humidity has dropped immensely. It's very nice. Uh, It's gray, but it's all right. I like gray. Um, I'm sitting here at Lucy's this evening with a gentleman that, uh, I think I would say I probably met about 20 years ago, uh, around that time period. Uh, he was, I, I knew him as a musician, as people talked about him and said, do you know this guy and this guy over here? And he's, you know, played acoustic, electric, uh, over the years that I've watched him, his, um, uh, He's varied around with uh, different styles of music. Uh, he's never really seemed to really go with the flow. He's tried to um, create his own flow, which is, uh, which is hard to get nowadays, even for someone who's been doing it as long as he has, um, which is a very respectable thing I, um, from my, my standpoint for someone who's put so much effort and time into it. And uh, probably... And this is another thing that I say, sacrificed a lot for it, uh, in, many, in many ways. And, uh, and I have, uh, I probably never told him this, but I have a very large amount of respect for the gentleman. And uh, I was lucky enough to play in a band with him called The Worst, which was not The Worst, uh, which was, I guess, the pun of the, of the band, once we got, once we got, once we got things worked out, it was a, it was a good fucking band, and uh, and he's he's a great writer, uh, he's a thinker, uh, you can tell he thinks quite a bit, um, you can tell he probably is a meta thinker at sometimes, <laughs> I would imagine. Uh, but I, tonight, I'm lucky enough to have, like I said, an old bandmate and an old dear friend John McGuigan here with me this evening. Thanks for joining me, John. Thank you. Hey, man. Uh, uh, I'm sorry it took so long to get you out. I know you've been busy. No, that's all right. It's you know?
1: Really, it's all right. I'm glad to finally be doing
0: it. Yeah. Um, like we were talking before, we were, you, know, you know, you burnt me some CDs here and stuff which is funny because not many people do this anymore and I actually have a nice five disc CD player at the mm-hmm. house which is perfect so I can go home and mess with this stuff and uh, do you mind if I play it during podcasts I don't care. like in the background stuff? stuff no, because that's what I'm trying to do I'm trying to get a lot of archived music so when I have my shows and I do stuff on my own I can play people's their stuff, and I can tell people who it is. Yeah, ask me,
1: ask me which is which, and we'll play. Yeah, them, yeah. You know, we'll play little snippets of it or whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, but uh, again, thanks for joining me. Um, I haven't seen you in about uh, probably two years, probably two or three years now.
1: What you say? Two, at least two and change.
0: Yeah. Um, I hear you've been keeping pretty busy. What you got working? Uh,
1: relatively, this past April, I just finished. uh... Oh, wow. So, right now, uh, and I sat for the registry following uh, completing that program. So, I'm registered, but I'm, I'm jumping through hoops With the Department of Health as far as getting licensed. Okay. Uh, because of all the legal altercations. Prior. and, and Yeah. You
0: can't, like, this is, that's funny. It's like, can a motherfucker just start doing good sometime and just look be, at the past?
1: Stuff. The past is the past. I'm pretty sure that I've, I've submitted everything they've asked of me. Yeah. For, but it's pretty hard to get in contact with the real person. Yeah. Even though I have the direct number to the woman who's, who's uh, reviewing my application. Okay. Getting in touch with her. I've spoken with her in person once. Oh wow! And I I don't try every day, but I try a few times a week. Yeah, I'm not lucky with it. Uh, it'll it'll work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, it's
0: it's cool that you um, decided to go that route. But before we get into the the, the future, um, where um is Gainesville your hometown? Is this where you're from? No. Where are you from originally?
1: Uh, I was born in Washington State. I was born in Seattle. Oh wow. <laughs> but I only lived there about a year okay and then I uh then my, my family moved to St. Louis lived there till just before uh turning six where my father fo- my pops was off at, offered a job here
0: so so you were so, you, so in St. Louis for six years pretty Soul much park, yeah. what was that what was that like growing up in St. Louis back then uh, what you? I mean, like, what was St. Louis like for a six-year-old kid? I mean, do you have do you have any memories of that place? Uh,
1: yeah, I have a, a few that are really vivid. Uh, I only attended one year of school. When I, before we left there, I only attended kindergarten. I went to first grade once I got here. Uh, but I went to a school called Jackson Park, which in memory seems like it was far from the house, but it was probably only a few blocks. And I remember uh, very vividly, very lucidly, uh, being chased home by this huge German shepherd and being terrified. <laughs> uh, then also I remember the fact that there's snow, which is great, but me being like just amped out, way before a diagnosis of ADHD, but amped yeah. a kid, when it snowed, wanted to go out and play in the snow and by the time my mom could get me into a snowsuit like a little marshmallow whatever guy yeah yeah I get outside and I pretty much I'd be over you know, she'd like she'd get me out the front door yeah I'd pretty much run around and be at, at the back door like let me back in. okay uh, and then also uh, <laughs> At that point, Rat Patrol, the old military television series, was on TV. Yeah, and uh, I that show. there's this family across the street from me. Their, their surname was Caneller, and Bill Cannella was guys a couple years older than me. Uh,
0: their
1: their driveway was incredibly steep, straight line, short, steep down yeah. to the street, and then bam, you're in the street. It flattens out and uh we play rabbit troll like when it wasn't snowing we'd be in a wagon on that stuff like go down when you hit the street, throw it sideways and try to stop yeah and then when it was snowing we'd be doing it on one of those snow discs yeah yeah but the best one one of the best things i remember uh st louis the huge population of african americans yeah guaranteed uh there's a point at which uh I was just getting out of school, like I said, I'm in kindergarten, and I don't know which kid came up to me, but some kid comes up to me and goes, "John, there's a color drill in your front yard," and I'm like, "Wow!" So I run home wanting to see this, just like, gotta see it, gotta see it, and I and I so I I get home, and I'm so disappointed. It's, It's our neighbor Sharon Perkins. I expected something really vivid like purple or <laughs> like when you when the grid said colored
0: you're like wow a color yeah not not a hue yeah. but a color yeah i know that some people aren't artistic in the sense not they're too some, they're too autistic not, so, not, artistic. not something I'm, i was crazy used to, use to. sharing <laughs> yeah yeah
1: she hung out with my sister you know
0: okay you so 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 st louis was cool six years old and you said after six you guys ended up moving to gainesville yeah so so that what year was that? 1969. 1969. Holy shit!
1: Friday the 13th of June. No shit. And, and uh, six days before my birth... Seven days before my uh, sixth birthday. Oh my goodness! And and. No,
0: yeah. What was your introduction to Gainesville like in 1969 as, as a six-year-old? Like, what was, like, getting into a new neighborhood? First thing
1: I remember we coming in. My, my father had had a house built for us. It was the first time we'd moved into a new house. And uh, I've not been in a home with, slide, with like, the big sliding, you know, your basic Florida sliding glass doors. Before. Yeah. And we get there, we're in the house. And, like I said, it's 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 the middle of June so it's the rainy season all of a sudden the mid-afternoon monsoon breaks and I see water coming down like you know the drops are the size of dimes yeah I'm terrified I wanted I wanted to go back to St.
0: Louis <laughs> to the swamp the swamp was not not in Darien at all what school so it, did so what it, okay so you go to what school did you end up going to here in Gainesville oh
1: grade school.
0: Yeah, what was your, what was your, uh... My first school at Glen Springs. Glen Springs, sort of oh
1: wow. 70s modular thing on 23rd. Yeah.
0: yeah. What was, med- what was, you had middle school around that time too, didn't you middle school and uh, high school or did it go? No, we had middle school. Uh, I went to, I went to Glen
1: Springs, which is this somewhat new, modular, maybe for its time, progressive school, right? Yeah. And uh, I went there for first and fourth grade. And then fifth grade, they rezoned us. And they sent me to the dynasty. They sent me to Finley. Oh, wow. They sent me to J.J. Finley, which is like... The, not a polar opposite, because it's still a school. You know, they're still there to teach you. But An older building for maintenance, It's no air conditioning. Yeah. Suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was a change. Okay.
0: So so when did the when did the the artistry of music enter your life? Like when did that occur? When did you when did the music um, I'll take another beer. Another beer? Yeah, please. When did that when did that start for you? Were you in like middle school and you had a guitar? Did you get a guitar at a young age or uh,
1: I listened I was a listener for a long time. Yeah. Uh, just like your your basic classic and southern rock. Okay. Uh, what was most popular here at the time? Well, what was most popular was what Skynyrd and Marshall Tucker and stuff. But like it wasn't really edgy. Yeah. Uh, I had more preference for like Outlaws and Black Oak Arkansas and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Almond Brothers, I still—it's not my—it's just not my thing. Yeah. Uh, but then, from uh, sk- skateboarding. Yeah. When did that happen
0: for you? When did that like? Cause it did those kind of coincide the music with skateboarding and then getting interested into uh, that? The more of the the edgier. Skateboarded before I played music. Yeah. Started maybe around '74. Oh wow! And you said around '74. Wasn't there a skate park here no, at the time? Bit, or no, that, that was late 80s. That was early 80s, okay. late 70s, early 80s. Okay. Uh, so you guys were skateboarding, just riding around on the streets, you and your friends. Uh, yeah, hauling
1: ass around on the streets, uh, building small ramps before we even knew how to like bend wood into quarter pipes. Like, oh, okay. Just building pretty much banks yeah. out of wood and. Uh, then some people started to build uh, quarter pipes that actually had transitions and some half pipes and stuff that was right all that stuff. You know.
0: During that time period, um, I'm just curious how it was for building ramps up here in comparison to like how it was for us in Sarasota. Uh, how much of the material to all build of, ramps... All of it was poached okay i just wanted to make sure all, all of okay okay just making sure it's, a, well, it's,
1: at, it's at a time when there was so much new construction yeah, it was so easy it, it doesn't it doesn't justify it but it, no the supplies materials were readily available, available.
0: a lot yeah. yeah no for sure because I, I was telling somebody that like i mean we were able to build a 24 a foot wide 12 foot high ramp with like two foot of you know what I mean it was like this sick huge ramp it was called the Dove Street Ramp and not a dime was spent on it
1: we had a half pipe built like years ago this uh <laughs> bunch of bunch of guys right before I started going to the skate park I didn't go right when it opened but I started going after that the Sensation Base i have been to other parks uh this pretty much weed inspired team of skaters Cincy skaters uh a bunch of guys I hung out with uh we had a ramp, like a, a half pipe, out in the woods. And there, there was so much wood. We had like underground wooden forts. Oh shit! Gra- no, yeah, it, yeah. It was a little condo.
0: <laughs> we had an underground place in Sarasota yeah. next to some railroad tracks that yeah. some kids built. Yeah, and it was totally—you couldn't see it until it was like the entrance. You couldn't see, it was like this clay, like a big clay area, but there was like this line of bushes, right? And inside the line of bushes was the entrance into the underground. I think they had like sheeted the whole roof with pill. I mean, like it was, it was
1: like, must have been one of the most hugest, like we make had us crazy like- dune forts like that at the <laughs> beach. Nice. At the beach when I was a kid, because I spent my summers in St. Augustine. Oh shit. And uh, family? waves, yeah, but. And uh, yeah, I got into trouble, but uh, yeah, there were a bunch of dudes that were like, that would look like they're all bushes, but that's only on the exterior, and then the inside's entirely hollow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carpeting and stuff in
0: there, yeah. That was the funnest thing about people. I think our, my generation, your generation is that, like, you would go out and you would find a place to fucking build something that no one else could fucking go out to, and you could fucking hang out with your friends. Look at titty mags, well, smoke they, cigarettes, they, or, they, you know, like... people
1: wouldn't know it was there. Yeah. We could be in there, and there are so many places that have, like, <laughs> little hideouts that we made where we could watch the world go by and they had no that idea. No idea, yeah.
0: Awesome. That's fun. So skateboarding and listening led you into what time period of you picking up an instrument and really trying to go for it? Late 70s when punk rock broke. Uh, first, what what caught you first out of the
1: late seventies band? Was it English or American punk? Oh. i heard some stuff here and there that wasn't that edgy, but as soon as the Pistols record came out, yeah. Uh, Thank you. Dear. My eldest sister was super bright, but a bit of an introvert. She had that added to her collection. She actually had like a lot of stuff, like television records. Yeah. Oh, like wow. yeah, yeah. oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Good New York shit. Yeah, yeah. But the Pistols record showed up. I listened to that. It instantly disappeared from her room. And at that point, I'm going to the skate park. It, it went with me out. out yeah, to the yeah. Station Basin. <laughs> uh, while I was still in high school and still living at home, uh, another kid who had uh, had a, bird, a, a, a half-pipe out in Jonesville, half, like halfway to New York, oh, wow. Paige Huffey. Uh he had a guitar and a small amp, and, and I was loving punk rock so much, you know, big influence was, like, the early pros, mostly in Southern California, more so than North, yeah. but, like, like Steve Olsen, not yeah. not the, the, the spectacle wearing guy, but Steve Olsen, old Santa Cruz writer. Okay. Uh, reading stuff he was talking about and bands he was interested in, turned me on, like listening to Dickies and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. I love that shit. Uh, but I really wanted to create music. So Paige Huffney had an amp and a guitar, which he let me borrow. And boy, so I to, I, I, I brought it home, and I was able to, like, Teach myself bar chords really quickly. Yeah. And I learned like two songs. Uh, Belson was a gas, and Teenage H kicks by the Undertones. Oh wow. Pre- they're pretty much the same song. Oh no shit. No, they're really they're very simple. They're very close to each other. Uh, but at that point, I didn't spend a lot of time playing, and it made my hands hurt. I gave the guitar back. And I figured it was too hard for me. It's math. It, you yeah. Know, uh, so I gave it back. And, uh, it's math. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> usually what I say
0: when it comes to math.
1: And then later, <laughs> so I ended up starting other bands later.
0: And and so so you're pretty much
1: self-taught then. Yeah. I've I've learned to. So you're by ear. Yeah. Originally. Yeah, very much. Okay. Uh, I've learned to read a couple of times, but I don't presently know how to because yeah. I don't I don't utilize it. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. I just write out chord progressions, okay. like those instrumental things that you have there. If the playlist shows up when you put it in a player, yeah. So they may they don't have titles; they're only listed as by like, chord changes. Oh, okay. All right,
0: gotcha. So, so that was so so. You really started playing in bands in what grade? In high school when did you when did you, In, you 12th
1: grade
0: 12th, grade, 12th grade, grade is when you really started kicking it when,
1: off at that point and that um, year and that was what year 80 damn you graduated 80? a fucking
0: really awesome year 80, 81. that's a fucking I think that's when my aunt graduated that was a fucking awesome year for yeah. music things were blowing up uh, things were and we had a fucking an amazing president
1: to push the music And things are crazy. (laughs) What, Reagan? Yeah. Yeah. Reagan (laughs) Youth, baby. No, that whole Let Me Jelly Beans record all all, all that. (laughs) Uh, (coughs) Love it. (laughs) That's beautiful. I got sidetracked. My ADHD then kicks in, and I'll start talking about one thing. Yeah, yeah, I do it too. to another, and not come back. Let me think about it.
0: I didn't take my Ritalin today, so
1: I, I may have, but I don't know if it's going to do any good. <laughs> uh,
0: oh, they got me on that shit, dude. When I when I quit drinking, I'm I'm on the Ritalin and the Xanax now.
1: Oh, crazy shit. The climate. In Gainesville was different at that point. Really? Uh, I think at that point, uh, maybe while I was still still in high school, the, the drinking age changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From 18 to 21, but it might not. I I don't recall. It could have still been 18 yeah. when I was still in high school. And uh, there was a live punk club in town at that point. Oh, shit. Yeah, this place called Friday Night Live.
0: Where was that located yeah, Right at?
1: at 13th and 5th. Kind of over where that, uh, There's like a video game store or something. Yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. But the big wooden bit that's next to it that faces 5th. Yeah, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, wow, no shit. Yeah. And the only places that bands could play were there. In the VFW, and, right? well, this was before we were even renting halls. Oh, wow. Uh, and... House, well, house parties, but only only venues were Friday Night Live and uh, another place out in Jonesville. There was a country bar called Catch 22. And they've let anybody play. That advanced, yeah.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I mean, see, that's okay. Picture Jonesville, 1980, allowing a country bar, allowing any type of band to play. Yeah. That's That kind of, I guess, might show you kind of how artistic the town really is, in a way. Well, Especially when it comes to music, because, like, a lot of the different types of bars don't mind integrating
1: well, different styles of music. tolerance there, but uh, what I was trying to say, like, with the drink age okay. being, I was, I was getting into bars when I was in, like, 11, 11th, grade. 11th grade. Yeah. No problem. At all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Did you find that to be a problem? No. No. <laughs> uh, did it did it help with your creativity?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, well, all these other guys yeah. that I was going to school with were stressing over high school girls. I was hanging out with college girls. Right, right, right. And
0: so you kind of had a little bit, you had, see, you had that... You were that guy then in high school that... I had school, a stepstool. You had, a, you had that whatever. foot into the the adult world while they were still stuck in that high school world. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, high school, I, I was living to.
1: I was in a way living two lives. Yeah.
0: And, and so when did the music really um, take hold and when did you really start getting serious about, like, say, writing songs, maybe wanting a tour, okay. putting out first, records?
1: First band, as in... Uh, I was still i still didn't i still didn't want to write music so i was just i was just writing the lyrics and pretty much hiring these other guys mercenary work sort of they would play the music and i would and i had just gobs of lyrics out. right so, uh, went through a band that was that sort of bit. It was uh, Eric, who used to be bass player for the Roach Hotel. Okay. Uh, Jeff Hodap, who ended up being guitarist for the Roach Hotel. He was with, playing with us first. Uh, we had different people on drums. Uh, trying to think of who was the most steady drummer we had. Bass, bass player, Eric on bass, Jeff on guitar. Drummer, I think, varied. Uh, but then the following bands, I, I started writing music, but it's, but still just singing and having other people play. Yeah. Okay. Because I didn't. There's ways in which I'm still not capable of playing parts that I that I think the song needs. Okay, I get what you mean. Right, 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 right. And being able to sing the way I want you know, at the same so time. Yeah. I'm torn in a way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, 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 you know what that's funny you say that because working with you in the worst I kind of saw that a lot and I understood that like trying to explain like the idea and trying to get the feel that you really want to feel so the song makes sense and it, and, it, and everyone's feeling the same thing Exactly. because usually because that's something that I look back now that I've done in other bands where I wasn't okay with this, some of the stuff, but I still went oh, along yeah, with it, it. It's crucial that
1: everybody's on the same yeah. page. Yeah, and, and, and
0: if you let it go, then you're not going to be really happy with it every time you play it yeah. because you're not you're not being true to your art. And, and your, not
1: in some micromanaging. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just because you you there's a vision, there's yeah, an idea. right? Well, it's not right? Like some dictator standpoint. It's more... If everybody... Shares a goal pretty much yeah. then it ends up being more cohesive and the whole thing comes off as being more passionate because True. it is Yeah, yeah. more passionate yeah, yeah. Uh, and doing that uh, being able to sing as I would prefer to and play as I prefer is way easier when dealing with two guitars
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: right 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 most definitely so
0: out of all the bands so how many bands has there been like it, it, how many how many have you done what, what what would your guesstimation be? Are you in the 20s, maybe? Probably. Over the years? Probably. And, and, and in the times, and over the past 20-some-odd years that I've known you, uh, I I know that you've left. You've moved to Orlando. Uh,
1: no, did I didn't live in Orlando. I lived in... Uh, Was what other places yeah, have you... I lived in St. Pete, Tampa okay, area. And, what made you move to those places at the... At well, initially, straight out of, when I first got out of high school, uh, I started trying to attend community college, but my heart wasn't in it and my head definitely wasn't. Yeah. So I was just doing the same behaviors I was doing in high school, you know, hang, hanging out, smoking, drinking. Right on. And, and back that semester and went to live with a friend in California for like a half a yeah. year. Right on. Uh, came back from there, lived here for a while, started a whole bunch more bands. Uh, that's during the time that we did all the Terminal Fun the Beyond Therapy, the Man in the Trap yep. stuff uh, that was what nine... the end of it was 84 oh wow uh, because from doing the at that point that there was a lot of hall shows yeah. where we'd have a national touring act that yeah. we needed support or that we wanted to be on the bill with and uh at that point, guys from other towns, the skinheads would come. They, they just make a lot of trouble. And it got, for me, to, because I had rented the halls and stuff, you know, yep. in, a lot, in a lot of the cases. Yeah. Uh, it became a big babysitting. I was looking at it like a big babysitting. Because you had year. to make
0: sure nobody was well, fucking
1: just, it up. Well, they were fucking with people. They were fucking with... with people shit, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh... And it, it just got it got I turned my back on it and uh, and just dropped it. And also was uh, living with a girl at that point that things were getting it was getting too close, getting too serious, and I got I got seriously cold feet. <laughs> and uh, one day just packed up all my stuff and Dipped and up. got a ride down to uh, go see the circle jerks and at the Cuban Club in Tampa, and then I went and lived What year my was friend. that?
0: God damn, dude. So, would you consider yourself someone who is um, a, somewhat of a traveling Wilbury? Do you like to travel? Do you like to go and, and, and see
1: different scenes? Do you like. Oh, yeah, I, I love traveling around. I, I'm not somebody now who wants to like, just great camp and move my whole world somewhere yeah 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 you know, you know often but uh no
0: i love seeing other places yeah i think one of the most exciting things i mean i don't know how much you toured i mean i i did very little and the little bit that i did is uh i always talk about it with everybody else how much it's always so interesting that you can you can come across people that are, you know you, you get those pockets of weirdos all over the place that you could, you know totally like, dude you're weird man, we can connect here, this is cool you know, we can accept each other's oddities and whatever and we're accepting and and, and that stuff seems to be everywhere throughout the U.S. you just kind of have to find it and you, you, you kind of maybe accidentally come across those
1: people when you're touring a lot yeah, you find people you hit it off with really well yeah. Uh, a years ago, th- th- this saddens me, uh, more going out like, like twice in the past year about, uh, last Halloween, uh, last night of the fest, Sunday, yeah. government issue, yeah. played yeah. at, uh, whatever that spot is on me, uh, and John and I had spoken for like 30 years, Oh shit, John Stadler. Yeah, do. yeah. And good friends because he, he, he came down here and played probably a couple shows with us when I was in uh, or at least one when I was in Man and Trap. Uh, and he and I hit it off very well, and he developed an interest in a girl who lived here. So he periodically come down to visit her, and I just lived right down the street. So he and I would come to my house and we just hang out religiously. Uh, very similar sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, you know, like that hypercritical, acerbic wit. Um, so take the piss out of the other bands and yeah. fashions and everything. Yeah, yeah. Talking movies, all of it. And so he and I reconnected while while they were on the road. And, and so made arrangements for me to meet him when, when they got down here. And I brought him some material that I gave you. And uh, went and saw them. And it did the good, great shows. They played with John, their first guitarist, as opposed to Tom Lyle, who's not playing with him now. Yeah. Uh, but since then he passed away from stomach cancer. And, yeah, I know. Like it's Fuck when, cancer. Almost man. I, absolutely. Almost immediately upon getting home, he was struck. He was drinking ill. Wow. Uh, and it was a pretty, it was pretty long cable long hospital today. sorry to hear that I understand it. I'm quite sorry but my I feel bad for looking at it it, it somewhat selfish I, I feel like I was robbed when I because I had just reconnected with him it, it, yeah but then I was robbed by myself but it's all that time in between that I didn't spend in contact with him.
0: You, know? you know and yeah yeah and that you know and that's another thing that's another reason why I'm doing this podcast it's funny you say that Because that's one of my main points is that um, all these people that I have been so lucky enough to meet over the years have like I said and I told you have made such an impact on me and I've been so lucky to meet you uh, and 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 share time with you and 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 I know I know I probably don't have to do this but I'm gonna do this because I feel like I because I used to be an alcoholic and I was an asshole sometimes. There were many times where John was just being John, and, and and Pops had to be an asshole and fucking talk shit when he shouldn't have talked shit to you. And I apologize to you for that. So. No, I, I, I know, I know. I'm just saying, you're my, I'm just saying it because I have way more respect for you than that. And I should have never, no matter what type of situation, I don't think I ever, those were bad habits that I got, I, I got growing up. That I didn't need to share with other people, and you were one of the people that were always very kind to me and very accepting of me, and I and well, I never needed to share but, that with but you. That's yeah.
1: But it, it, in its way, it was probably cathartic. Yeah. And it's good that if you're that you're doing it, that you yeah. did it with someone like myself. It was yeah. It's not going to get pissed Yeah. And at that point. I was probably still drinking it. I don't... How could I take it? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I was probably out of line anyway. Yeah, yeah. you know, my sense of humor is bad. Yeah, mine is too. My sense of humor is horrible. (laughs) I get
0: yelled at at my wife all the time for my sense of humor. I'm not saying that the jokes
1: aren't funny. They're hilarious. I'm saying (laughs) that that there's very little of it that's appropriate. Yeah, totally. No, I got you, for sure. Uh,
0: But I just want to let you know, man, that... um, I love you like a brother, and I've appreciated every moment that we've had together well, that's, that's that we've got to share. You know, and uh, music-wise, man, uh, that's 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 what I want to talk to you about. The worst.
1: One moment, let's go back to this. Oh yeah, go back to. You, the you said you said we met about twenty years ago.
0: I think about maybe so a little bit longer. 20... The the
1: hardback was open.
0: The, I, I moved here in nineteen, the winter of nineteen ninety four. So were they still happening,
1: or no? Yes. Okay, so I, I'd long turned... At that point, I'd long turned my back on Bill rock. Yeah. I, I returned to it here in the, in and there. And I remember year. that, because, like,
0: you had met... Because I know I'd never really see you there, but Chuck Reagan had met you somehow, and that's how I met you. He's the first
1: guy in hot war music Got Hit at All. Exactly.
0: It and uh, that's how I met you, and it's through him that I was lucky enough to get to know you, and...
1: I don't think it's so much because I'm a guitarist, but... Out of, so I, I get on well with George and fair with Jason. Uh, got on best with Chuck first and Chris yeah. second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, it just—it might just be that common ground. For me. Yeah. No, definitely, definitely for sure. Um, Don't
0: trivialize it. <laughs> it's important. That's why I'm doing this. It's what very important. To, to trivialize it? Every always. <laughs>
1: Let's make it smaller.
0: We're on a rock flying through space, man. <laughs> it's true, <tripping. laughs> man. It's true
1: for shit. I'm going to get these people to give me a little bit more ice. Yeah, do that, do that, do that. You can kill that if it's running on some kind no, of... No, actually, though. I'll talk. It's I'm cool. good.
0: Go yeah. John's going to go ice up. But yeah, as we're sitting here talking about this stuff, it, it's really uh, bringing back a lot of uh, great memories. Uh, man, talk about... Inappropriate comedy sometimes At these late night Late night parties They uh John definitely had a uh, Has an ability uh, And a wit To his words Uh Again uh, Great guy I'm really glad everything That he's doing is uh Is going as well as it is Uh I'm glad you all are listening And uh Thank you for Checking into this episode It is uh uh, the, as you hear, the rain has slowed down, uh, quieted down a little bit, it's getting a little bit nice out, the weather is beautiful, it's actually turned to a really nice evening. But what can you say, what can you say? So man, all those bands that, uh, John was talking about, make sure you guys check that stuff out, man, there's a lot of good old stuff on there that, uh, He was mentioning that you should definitely take the time and uh, check it out and uh, give it a listen. So uh, please take the time and do so. Like I said, he handed me a bunch of CDs that I could play during my podcast. He's got a lot of stuff from the 80s that he was doing in 84. we got Beyond Therapy, Mirror Image. What else? we got John McGuigan, Where the Desert Meets the Sea. Disc one, So it's a lot of stuff, man. He's got a lot of... This man's been doing stuff for a long time, so it's very uh, very impressive that he has been able to... Uh, be able to write music for such a long period of time and, and uh, not lose his interest in doing such. Uh, I mean, goddamn, been doing it since fucking... fucking 80s? The, the, you're looking at... 30 some odd years now, of 30 some odd years of, of artistic uh, work, uh, sweat, tears, um, giving up a lot for it, um, as he said, he traveled along quite a bit and, and was able to meet a lot of cool people in the punk scene, especially due dude's in government issue, which is a really cool story. A little bit of the outside right. sounds, yeah. folks. oh, gonna
1: get in trouble. How you doing, Walt? Right, well. Yeah, you will.
0: Oh. What you got working? You know, on. Right? I'm headed to work. Oh, are you?
1: Yeah, I gotta go to work at some point.
0: Gotta go feed the kids. Their their juice.
1: No, I gotta go I gotta, I gotta work because I gotta feed my kids <laughs> fuck their juice. <laughs> right. They're not my children, they didn't come out of my couch
0: Bastard children. If they did they would have been drowned in a sink within 48 hours. Uh you'd make a man, I love your parenting. Yeah, cut the cord and drown them cut the cord and drown them. Yep. <laughs> awesome. awesome. There you go. Good night, Walt. <laughs> That was wall-
1: sidetracked
0: by of Oh, that's all right, that's all right.
1: I was trying to
0: shake my hand while I was Excuse me, do you mind I'm introducing Mr. Thick Dick to Mr. No Cake? I really don't have time. I got that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That's my favorite line from oh, The Great it it Outdoors.
1: Nice. You guys, <laughs> He's telling me like, how I used to work. with like a like, guy from Jimmy Gestapo on a construction crew. Oh, yeah. Ask me what I'm doing here. He doesn't know. All right. Is that that to quell the noise or keep the the soot out of it? Uh, Both. A man and his dog. How pricey is that?
0: 99 bucks. Yeah. And the the best part is the automatic um, filter. So when the exterior sound gets too loud, it quiets it down, but it keeps the voice level the same. As we're talking, so yeah, it's it's, it's, a lot. it's the best ninety nine bucks. I'm working on getting the other stuff. I'm definitely trying to figure out. Maybe uh, we're gonna get in a studio and doing live video for I've the been,
1: podcast. I've been uh, getting ready to play again. I, I haven't like in the past two years. I haven't skated or played music. You've been schooling it, man. I know, but so. I wasn't skating because you can't be in X-ray school and be the guy that's getting broken up, right? True. And then also music, like when I'm playing, at writing, I get so Im- immersed in it that it's it's quite time and attention consuming. Yeah. So I actually denied myself that one for a couple of years. So I'm waiting for inspira- I mean In a way, I'm waiting for inspiration to hit me again. But I've been uh, I've been just pillaging Craigslist. Oh, have you really? Um, yeah, by all kinds. Of
0: <laughs> so, so are you gonna start writing music again? Then I guess is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, but are I, you gonna?
1: I, styli- not anything stylistically. Like, I have a couple ideas of a, a couple things I want to do to start, but I haven't even like, picked up a guitar to play them. Yeah. Uh, I'll keep that to myself because it's sort of funny. Yeah. This, but, yeah. Awesome. Well I'm definitely Going to do something I just yeah. don't know I don't I'm not itching To be in a band Or anything Yeah you know.
0: I mean nowadays You really don't have to I mean There's so many ab- Ways for you To write the music And do your own shit And put it out there That you really It's com- It's It's totally set up That you could DIY The whole fucking thing yeah, And it's so easy There's
1: entertainment lawyer That thing that The solo instrumental thing That I gave you There's like 43 songs there Holy uh, shit it, it's fans it everywhere from, like, late 80s to mid-late 90s. Yeah. Uh, and it's just me at home with, like, a cassette, a studio. Yeah. But a friend of mine in New York that's in entertainment law wants, wants me to try to maybe sell, I don't know. You know what? Um, I mean, if you...
0: The thing is, is that, I mean, like, what I figured out while doing this podcast and everything, I mean... I have a real, you know, I don't know if you know this, I'm a facilities manager at a at a charter school now. I got a I got a real job, I like what What's the title facilities man? What does that mean? That- I'm the guy who makes sure everything, all the portables are straight, like if there's AC problems, I get the AC guys on it. I clean the portables, you know, I take care of the stuff if something breaks, I fix it. I put together furniture, I hang out with these kids, they're awesome. It's ca- kindergarten through fifth grade. Uh, it's predominantly, predominantly black school, and these kids are the fucking coolest motherfuckers on the Dude, face of life. Dude, they, do you want to talk about kids <laughs> that love to talk shit to me? Yeah, but kids... Uh, kids oh, it's kids are beautiful, pu- Kids man. are pure, man. That's, that's what I dig the job so much, man, is like... Because when I went back to school myself, I got my degree in social work. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, I wanted to work with kids... And then this showed up, and I was just like, okay, all I got right. a good job two blocks away from my house. It's Another
1: old s- day player of mine is doing the same thing out Shit. in Washington
0: State. See, it's freaking awesome. It's a good job, man. It's great. I get to work with kids. I talk to them. You know, they call me Mr. Jason, and they ask me questions. And, like, it, it fulfills that aspect of, like, the social work stuff that I want to do, working with kids, and, 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 and letting all these kids know that they're as amazing as they are. And, and and that they're they're the future and we need them so bad. Yeah. You know, I was like, kids, we screwed things up so bad. We need How you, much? little motherfuckers. <laughs>
1: the, 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 mothers, the kids are so they're, they're so incredibly honest. It's, you know, there's some deceit there, but it, it's so. Limited. It's real. Yeah.
0: It's so yeah. real. There's no pretension there. It's just so
1: real. the the bass guy. Yeah, yeah. He played bass in C6 Sailor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I just a moment ago said that I'm like pillaging I Craigslist, I didn't want to come off. I don't want to come off as selfish because Keith I had lost in touch with him but got back in touch lately. He's in Anacord Washington. Oh, wow. He's in it like this neo folk band uh, He's playing bass. The other guy that he started with is playing like bazooka, okay? What Keith is thinking about transitioning from electric bass to an upright. Oh and wow! I, I already have like a, like a nice palatino. Yeah, the, yeah, like you got technology. that beautiful shit. But, but I hooked him up so savagely. Okay, an upright bass has like he doesn't know, he didn't buy a bass yet, but there's yeah. somebody out there that's willing to like let him rent to own one. Oh wow! That but you end up you're gonna end up paying more than you want to. Yeah. So I actually he looked at uh, at Engelhard and something else, which are like in the fifteen hundred, two thousand dollar range. My friend uh, Buford, who who played bass with Psycho Devils, played here yeah, yeah. Uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, he told me about these bases that like he's used them. Sesser's bass players used them. That they're just as good, they're they're, plywood, they're Chinese student bases, but they're just as good as anything else as far yeah. as texture goes. So I told Keith about this. Keith already has at his place an, an old Craftsman, which is like three heart three K. Then you get Craftsman, but it, it's very old. It, it's it's been it's had probably been outside and warped up. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's ba- sort of back in line, and it's got like some weird weirdness with it, but. With upright bass, you need so much overhead because the thing is so hollow and resonant. Yeah. You need so much wattage to get
0: good that, volume
1: yeah. out of that. Uh, and he's only play, he's playing out like some Fender basement, which in tops got gonna to be like 100, to 150 watts.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: which might not be enough for that no, kind of size of no, that. Absolutely, it's not it it's would too be much air, right? Machine. Well, you're gonna end up in order to get to peak volume, you're gonna end up running the pre-gain too high and you're gonna be overdriving, and it's gonna hum oh like You're gonna hear bit. that hum, yeah. So, just sitting around, I had a Mackie power amp, like it's just a ragged yeah, 1200 yeah. watts. Take that, and I had a little Mackie 12-channel mixer. So, pile that in there, and then, Uh, I bought some new strings lately, so I gave them the Weed Whackers. Yeah, yeah. They're more friendly on your fingers than steel strings. Nylon strings. Uh, Gave them those. And then I also have an old bridge... Pick up the fits in the wing of the bridge, and this old Dean Markley thing that's for other acoustic instruments, but it worked for the back of his neck. Yeah. I shipped all of that shit to him. Oh, underwater 1200 yeah. watt 12 channel board. So you're paying pickup. it forward there. That's nice. 1100 about 1100 dollars worth of worth of stuff. To go, Keith. So it'll use it and use it right. Well, it'll soften the financial blow yeah. of trying to get that done. Totally. And I sent him the link. Those Chinese tube bases, they're like six hundred. They're like six hundred dollars. And you put the set the I shit up. I sent him on. the link. They're six twenty, and shipping's maybe two. But if he gets one of those, it, no, he should be good to go. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Santa Claus, and I'm excited. I wish he's had the stuff that I sent him for a while. He did. I would have already set up the craftsman, and been playing yeah. it, going wild. This is great. He hasn't, but I, you know, it's yeah. not my place to be disappointed.
0: I was curious, um, have you thought of, um, taking your music and some of the stuff you do, the acoustic stuff, and ever, uh, live feeding yourself on on Facebook or anything, like your own page, like your music page, where you can live feed your, your, your stuff, and... I don't know. And put it out. Listen. I'm I'm so blind to that It's, But it's easy as shit. That's the funniest part. They made it so easy. Because I I live fed the. uh, I went to the Claremel Radon show and the Shift 8 show. And I live fed them playing live with my phone, right? And I just had my hand covering just like this. And I recorded the whole thing. You could hear the sound of the show live in the hardback. The sound was perfect. You can go to my. My podcast, my Power of Pops on Facebook, and then the videos are on there, and the sound is awesome.
1: You can just set up your phone, aim it at you, and live feed but music the, out there. But if, if you set, if you do it in that way, is it free, and just people get to it, or because you can set it up I'll for bet.
0: people to donate? They have donate buttons that they have now for people who could, if they want to donate money, they can
1: because yeah I don't I don't know what I want to do with older stuff if I want to do anything
0: I mean because it's because uh, I mean I'm, I'm kind of curious because the thing is it's like if you're gonna start playing music again I mean this is just my idea of branding wise for yourself um, showing I think showing a, a, his, a historical retrospective. retrospective of yourself is a very good way to to show your growth. Yeah, through that, the years, that I mean, I
1: may, that, I may do. that would be then,
0: that would be a kind of a cool a cool thing. I mean, if I would love yeah. to work with you on that, if that, you'd like that, to figure that something I may out. Do
1: it, yeah, but not immediately. But yeah. yeah, I may I may ask you for your help on that. Please, I would uh, love to,
0: I'd love to do something like that because I'd be really interested in sitting down and let like getting a good a good show out of you. You know, just you doing your thing and and and, and showing people. Your talent. I would
1: still with, with newer stuff, the, with putting time and effort into it, yeah. and being proud. I still want to be able to have that in a way to sell it, not leave it up to the consumer to donate or not. That's what you
0: do. You give them that. You give you give them what you want to give them. Don't give them the shit that you want to sell. You yeah. Just give them that. Sh- the, the, the You give you give them a little bit of that feed, Which and means, then they yeah. want the more. Which means write, write new stuff and and and. Put and then give them that shit. Yep. Exactly. Because. Put out tasters. Yeah, totally, because that's what works, man, because, like, ever since I've done this podcast, like, I've been doing this a year and a half, I mean, I've been trying to get a lot of more people in town to start doing podcasts of their own for any other type of reason, just because, just to promote themselves uh, as artists and what they do, you know what I mean? Like, because it's like, you, you have such an opportunity now that you don't have to rely on anybody to put anything out there, you have complete and utter control of all of your stuff and you can put it out there anyway and nobody can tell you how to do it. Is
1: this merely recording or is it a live thing? It's recording. Is it a live thing? No, it's not live.
0: It's just recording. It's it's
1: turned off for a moment. It's good. The worst stuff in a way, even though there's no no way to back it up, I would almost send that to somebody to have them distribute yeah, and sell it and get money back to like me myself and but loose bearings are in existence they're doing trying to do the same shit yeah. okay. I don't even know that I have a listen okay
0: It was one of those situations where it was just... Well, it's not an apology for what was done. Yeah. It's, it's
1: an apology... It's a misunderstanding as to why somebody could have their nose out of joint for something that's, that's far behind. And uh, that's something that that's funny you bring that up because
0: that's something I've been working on for a long time myself in those type of situations, you know, because, like, when I was kicked out of a band myself... I kind of dealt with that kind of same thing, but then I realized later that it was beneficial, one, for me in the long run, and beneficial for them in the long run. Like, everyone, it worked out for everyone. It wasn't It wasn't like it didn't work out, because it did work out for everyone in the end, you know?
1: It's, it's like that regressing. I don't have it. Yeah. No, I don't have regrets. You can't. Well, well that's because regrets... By there are such a negative thing yeah there are There are. very true there are things that if I could I would change yeah totally there are choices that I've made that I would have made a, a different choice but am I no dwelling on any of it There's, you can't no it, it impedes any kind of growth and progress yeah uh, yeah you're right you're very true
0: and, and on that note <laughs> Again, this isn't going to be the only time we're talking. My podcast is going to be something where uh, we're going to be getting back together and talking, seeing how things That's are long. going down the road. Uh, I'm not. I'm, this is going to be something. Hopefully, one day I can turn into actually do for a living, which would be kind of nice because I love to talk. Because you're lying about liking the kids. <laughs> I love the kids. I'm I love the kids. No. But who said that? No. I love them. I just don't like their pee-pee and their caca. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> but not, no. You're not supposed to. No, no. But again, thank you so much for doing this tonight. Of course. Uh, thanks for joining me. Um, there congratulations. Things, there, are, there
1: are things we didn't get to, but I'm not going to inspire. Hey, I'm man, not, we'll get them on the next yeah, time. I'm not, I'm not going to break. I'm not, yeah. You've heard me say before that I don't want to break my arm pat myself on the back.
0: No, you exactly. Uh, yeah. You don't have to because uh, I'll pat you on the back. <laughs> You're patable. Yeah, no. Thanks. Again, thank you so much, John. Um, of course. Uh, thank you for the history. Thank you for sharing uh, the growth that, that you have, have had as an artist. Um, thank you for your sacrifices over the years. Thank you for the the self-destruction for the art, which always comes with it. In well, one form or another.
1: Sometimes,
0: sometimes, sometimes, self-destruction, self-destruction, sometimes self-destruction kind pleasure. of finds its way in, intertwined with it. Understood. You know, in that sense. Because, and I said it because I went. You know, I I was a very bad alcoholic for a long time, and uh, and it was very hard to get out of it. No,
1: I, I can share. I can share that. Yeah. I, I... No, I gotta remember how abruptly yeah. I stopped. I was yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. And so, uh, it's, I don't want to say that like, say If I can do it, anybody can do it. But it, it, it's doable. Yeah, it's doable. It's, it's if, if you put the
0: mindset into it, and you have and you have the uh, the right mind, the right frame of mind for sure. Again, thank you for doing this. Thank you for for the opportunity to to sit you down and talk. Congratulations on finishing your thank program you. out of Santa Fe. Thank That's you. fucking awesome. Um, and, uh, can't wait to talk to you again. Is there anything you'd like to push right now? You got anything going on that you would like to,
1: not offhand. Not offhand. All right. Thank
0: you. Yeah, man. One thank you. For one you. thank yeah. you for me. Thank you. All right, folks. Again, thanks for joining us at Lucy's tonight for another episode of Pow Wow Pops. Uh, you all take care of each other. Look out for one another. Uh, if you see somebody down on the luck, try to give a hand if you can. Um, and, uh, yeah, what I've been saying for a while, cops, stop shooting people. Stupid. Y'all take care. Peace.